Hello, happy holidays, and welcome to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast for Friday, December 27th. Say hi. Hi! Yeah, yeah! As you can hear, I'm joined by some crazy kids who are enjoying their Christmas toys and running amok while mommy is doing groceries. Uh, but today, the Bruins are back in action against the Buffalo Sabres. Uh, we'll tee up that game, talking to Melissa Burgess from uh, Die by the Blade and, and other outlets. Uh, just talk a little bit about some Bruins news and notes as well, and uh, look forward to the weekend uh, as I get ready for some more family merriment today, as my parents will be in town to uh, celebrate our final Christmas gathering of the season. But again, this is the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day. Uh, if you'd like to follow me on Twitter, you can do so at ENC McLaren. You can find the show at LO underscore Boston Bruins. Please download uh, the show wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, subscribe, listen, rate, and review. Tell your friends and family members about the podcast as you continue to gather over the holidays. Uh, before we get in, let me just talk to you quickly about Casper. The original Casper mattress combines multiple supportive memory foams for a quality sleep surface with the right amounts of both sink and bounce. Get $100 towards select mattresses by visiting casper.com slash locked NFL and using locked NHL at checkout. Terms and conditions apply. If you can't visit Casper right now, you can find this and all other offers from Locked On sponsors at LockedOnPodcast.com slash offers. Going back a couple days, I don't think we mentioned that David Pasternak was named the Atlantic Division captain for the 2020 All-Star Game. Leads the NHL in goals, power play goals. Uh, he has 22 assists for 50 points, which is sixth in the NHL. Uh, so he garnered the most votes among Atlantic Division nominees for the all-star game coming up in st louis and he will be the captain of the atlantic division team which is very cool to see him get that recognition uh this morning the bruins announced that tory krug has been placed on injured reserve they recalled steve Kampfer from providence on an emergency basis krug of course suffered an upper body injury in the team's win against washington on the 23rd uh, he leads the Bruins defenseman in scoring with five goals, 21 assists for 26 points in 33 games. Um, there was a lot of talk after that game about adding toughness to kind of offset these injuries. Uh, there's been nothing said about Charlie McAvoy, but the fact that they only recalled one defenseman hopefully bodes well, unless he's out and Connor Clifton goes back in with Moore and Clifton both in the lineup. We'll see how that shakes out, but... Um, the Oshi hit was questionable for sure, but the hit on Krug that resulted in this injury uh, was actually a clean hit by Tom Wilson, so I don't really know how toughness would have offset that, but um, that's what people are saying if, if you buy into that kind of thing. I personally don't and would like the Bruins rather to focus on scoring and offense since they beat Washington 7-3. Uh, that's obviously their strength and how they're going to win games in today's NHL, especially in the playoffs. Uh, power play, special teams are key at that time of year. Um, speaking of which, no word yet on uh, Ilya Kovalchuk, but the NHL roster freeze ends today. 
Uh, so there may be some movement on that in the coming days. Uh, finally, Melissa and I, we also mentioned the World Junior Championship, which kicked off uh, yesterday, Boxing Day, over in the Czech Republic. The Bruins had three uh, prospects playing uh, in uh, Jack Beecher, Curtis Hall for Team USA, and Jacob Lauko for his Czech Republic, the host team. Uh, was not a great first day for these players. Uh, Beecher and Hall were part of a loss to Team Canada. And Luke Lauko, sorry, he um, suffered a, a knee injury and will not be participating in the remainder of the tournament. He only played about 53 seconds. So a tough start to the tournament for uh, Bruins prospects. Beecher and Hall hopefully will uh, turn things around, but unfortunately, as I mentioned, Lauko's tournament is over. Um, of course, as we move into New Year and 2020, uh, next week we'll take a look back at some all-decade moments for the Bruins, a very successful decade in team history. Uh, we'll also keep an eye on the World Juniors and Beecher and Hall's progress in that tournament. Uh, so that's something to look out for next week. Uh, for now, let's get to my conversation with Melissa Burgess. Uh, you can find her on Twitter at underscore Melissa Burgess. Uh, she covers the Sabres for uh, Die by the Blade, which is their SB Nation site. Uh, she also writes for the Victory Press. Uh, we get into a little bit about uh, the Boston Pride, the NWHL. Uh, Bruins fans should certainly take advantage of uh, being able to watch that great team right now, 13-0 to start the season. And uh, we also just talk about the Sabres and what the Bruins can expect from their pair of games against this team coming up this weekend. A really good opportunity for the Bruins to reassert themselves well atop the uh, Atlantic Division standings. As we enter action here on Monday, all teams have been off for three days. The Bruins... Remain first in the Atlantic with a uh, nine-point lead over the Toronto Maple Leafs, uh, who are, yeah, 44 points uh, for the Leafs, 53 for the Bruins. Montreal is two points back of them. And then we have Florida Buffalo tied at 41 points, the Lightning at um, 40 points, then Ottawa and Detroit uh, at 36 points and 21 points, respectively. The Bruins have a plus 30 goal differential, which is uh, tops over the Tampa Bay Lightning, who are in second at uh, plus 13. If we take a look at point percentage, we get a better idea of who is um, playing best in the Atlantic. The Bruins, of course, are first at 0.697. The next highest Atlantic Division team is the Maple Leafs at 579, followed by the Lightning at 571. So although the standings don't shake out that way in terms of points, uh, we see the projected top three teams are indeed rising to the top. The Panthers are very close behind the Lightning at 569, Lightning 571, and then Canadians 568. So those three teams are within points. Uh, Zero three of each other in the standings, uh, which is pretty crazy at this point in the season. So still lots to be determined there. The Sabres are 539, 
Uh, so a bit of ground to make up on the opposition, but right now it's uh, Boston, Toronto, Tampa Bay, Florida, Montreal, with Tampa Bay, the Panthers, and the Canadians all bunched together pretty evenly. Uh, so Tampa Bay with a couple games in hand still on the opposition. Uh, if they don't make take advantage of those, then uh, they could be in serious trouble. But um, yeah, Bruins, Sabres tonight. Melissa Burgess has the preview here on the podcast. You can also find her work at Die by the Blade where she uh, breaks down tonight's game. Let's get into that conversation. Again, I hope you're all having a wonderful holiday so far. Please forgive the ruckus in the background as my kids are playing Lego right now. Thankfully, they've been um, sitting there relatively quietly so that we can get this done. Uh, Yeah, please enjoy this conversation. Hopefully, the Bruins can get four points this weekend from the Sabres. And I'll be back at you Monday with some more Boston Bruins talk from the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm joined now by uh, Melissa Burgess. She uh, writes, uh, among other places, for uh, Die by the Blade, which is the Buffalo Sabres uh, SB Nation site. And I thought it would be good to have her on to chat about the two uh, upcoming games uh, tonight and Sunday between the Bruins and the Buffalo Sabres. Um, how how are you doing, Melissa? Not bad. How are you, Ian? I'm doing pretty well. It's been... Uh, pretty crazy couple of days it's friday morning so after christmas boxing day uh yeah it's been a pretty hectic couple of days but um nice to be able to get back to watching nhl hockey tonight at least it was fun to watch uh, world juniors yesterday were you able to watch canada usa game at all yes i i did catch a little bit of it and um, i'm actually on world juniors recaps for die by the blade so i will be providing that content over the next few days here. Oh, very cool. What were your uh, thoughts about team USA's performance? And, and uh, I thought, I thought once they got out to that 2-0 lead um, that they would be able to to finish it off. I I thought they had a stronger team overall than, than Canada. I maybe still think that, but uh, what, what's the vibe down south of the border after that loss this morning? I think I pretty much agree with you. Um, You know, I think it's important to remember that's only the first game of the tournament. And Mm -hmm. yeah, they had some pre-tournament action, obviously, but they're, you know, finding that chemistry. And and in the end, it is, you know, one game. It's a big game, obviously, especially against Canada. But um, we'll see what they can do against some of those other teams. Yeah. So, yeah, the Bruins and uh, Sabres play... Uh, a couple games this weekend, tonight in Buffalo, and then Sunday back in Boston. Um, I guess the Sabres, they get off to a, a pretty hot start this season, but they've fallen back a bit. I think they're 12 points behind the Bruins in the standings right now, and outside of the playoff picture. Um, what's the thinking down there in terms of um, are they – kind of where people thought they'd be at this point in the season? Are they uh, below expectations? Um, what's kind of the thinking in Buffalo as to how this team has performed so far this season? I think we've got people on both ends of the spectrum um, where some people, you know, are, were thinking that the Sabres were going to be really a lot better. 
and some people were maybe not expecting them to be as good as they've been. Um, like you said, they are outside of a playoff picture at this point because they have kind of fallen down a little bit. Um, but they did have a really good streak earlier in the season. And for me, I think that they were actually doing better than I expected of them. Um, Mm -hmm. And yes, they've dropped a little bit, but you know, there's still more than half of the season left and those division games, especially these, you know, these coming up to against Boston and, and uh, games against Tampa coming up soon. um, You know, those are critical points that, you know, it's one game right now, but in the scheme of things, it can be a huge two points. So mm-hmm. um, I think it depends what they do the rest of the season, but you kind of alluded to it. Um, Jack Eichel has been incredible for the Sabres, um, and that's kind of a positive and, in a way, a negative because he's one of the only players who's been amazing for the Sabres. Right. Yeah, I mean, in, in my mind, He's probably, if not the favorite, then at least a, a finalist for the Hart Trophy at this point in the season. They they had that bit of a dip after starting very strong. And, and like you said, he's kind of been basically the sole reason that they've experienced a bit of a resurgence and are still a playoff bubble team. It's uh, kind of similar with the Bruins. They, they started off really strong. They've gone through a bit of a downswing. Um, recently, but they still have a, a pretty healthy lead in the Atlantic. And these two games against the Sabres, particularly, they uh, it's crazy to think that two games in late December would be important in the standings. But the Bruins could either really take a stranglehold uh, on the Atlantic again, or if they lose both these games, they could really um, give the Sabres new life and um, make it more of a level playing field with Toronto. Uh, playing really well lately, and I expect Tampa to get better at some point. I think Florida is going to be in the mix as well, so it's a really um, critical weekend in some ways for for both teams, for Buffalo to to reestablish themselves as a playoff team, perhaps, and for Boston to see where they stand in the Atlantic. And I'm really looking forward to these these couple games. Um, apart from Eichel, who else should Bruins fans be? watching out for it in these next two games. Is there anybody else who's um, really stood out early on in the season or who's come on as of late as uh, perhaps the secondary player to Eichel? Yeah. um, Victor Olofsson has been, you know, he's had a really good season Um, early in the season. He was scoring a lot pretty much exclusively on the power play. Um, He has been able to find some success at even strength and, Right now, he's second on the team in points, um, second in goals, and uh, right up there in assists and everything. He's kind of, you know, he's new to the league, but he's definitely an offensive threat. And, um, you know, once he gets going, I think he's one of the players to watch. Uh, Another player that I would point out who maybe hasn't been as hot as of late, but I think really he's coming up is Jeff Skinner. Um, He's got 19 points this season. So, you know, he's and a lot of there's been a lot of discussion around him as he's the one who needs to step up and and he absolutely does and I think that he will in these next few games okay yeah yeah I guess this is the first year of his his big contract right and he how many goals did he score last year like was he up in the 40s last year I can't remember 
I know he was in the 30s at least. Yeah. So yeah, some maybe uh, bigger expectations for him as kind of a big money player. But yeah, hopefully, I always like watching Jeff Skinner play, and um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if he can he can break out against the Bruins. Um, the goaltending situation down there, if I recall, Carter Hutton started out pretty hot this season, but um, he's since been supplanted by Linus Olmark. Um, what's the situation in net with? with those two and is one of them would all mark be penciled in to start both games against the Bruins would you think or will they split split those games I think that all mark will I don't know that he'll start both um but he could because that's definitely happened in the past where I've thought like okay all mark started last game Hutton will probably start this game and it's no it's all mark again um in my mind Allmark is the steadier goalie. He's definitely been better this season. He's been more consistent. And, you know, there's some saves where when Allmark makes it, you think if that's Carter Hutton, that's a goal. But because it's Allmark, it's a save. And Mm -hmm. that's very different from what the perception was, at least for me at the beginning of the season, where I really thought that Hutton was your starting goalie and Allmark was kind of growing into this role and, Obviously, he's grown into that role quite a bit faster than I thought. Um, but mm-hmm. he's been very good lately. And, you know, you've got to ride the hot hand, obviously. So I'm thinking that he will start both games, possibly. Okay. And then um, another player that I've been wondering about is, and that I think Bruins fans will be interested in hearing about, is is Colin Miller. He obviously was left exposed by the Bruins heading into the expansion draft. A lot of people were upset that, that the Bruins lost him. Um, and then he was since traded to Buffalo this past offseason, but he really hasn't seemed to have found a place in the lineup. Um, and I've heard that, um, I don't know if he's requested a trade, but that he's being dangled at least as someone who uh, could get a shot elsewhere as, as the Sabres look for some more scoring up front. Um, what's... What's the story with, with Colin Miller and why do you think he hasn't really been able to to assert himself as a regular for the Sabres this season? I think that's the biggest head-scratching question among Sabres fans <laughs> right now is why in the world are we playing guys like Zach Bogosian who Bogosian really did request a trade. Um, right, yeah. And yet we're still playing him and he's making all these mistakes and you know it's not good. And yet Colin Miller is sitting in the press box. And it's right. it, it's definitely a frustrating point among Sabres fans because I think we know how good Miller can be, but he's just not being given those opportunities. And, you know, it's, it's sad to see kind of that talent wasted, basically, in the press box. Um, even after Bogosian requested a trade, you know, he was sat out for a game or, or two or whatever, but he's been right back in and he's, he's not been playing well. So it's not like you're, you know, showcasing this player and all the amazing things he can do in hopes of getting him traded. Um, It's kind of like the opposite. You're showcasing what he can do and saying, Hey, you really don't want this guy. Um, So I think it's, it's definitely frustrating and angering to Sabres fans that Miller is not getting played the way that he should. Um, He's played 27 games this season. He hasn't played since the, 
terrible game against the Flyers on the 19th of December, um, which was also the game that Eichel was missing for. Um, and, you know, I, I mean, now that the roster freeze, you know, is, is coming up, um, maybe we see a trade for Vigosian. I don't, I don't know. That's obviously what Sabres fans are hoping for. Um, right. Yeah. I'm sure that nine out of 10 Sabres fans that you would talk to would prefer to have Colin Miller in the lineup over Zach Bogosian. Sure. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. It's really weird. Cause like I said, a lot of, a lot of Bruins people were pretty upset that um, he was left exposed and that he was taken and um I'm sure a lot of people would love to have him back, but mm-hmm. I don't I don't know if there's a fit there. But yeah, it's a really weird situation. Um before I let you go, I would like to talk about um the NWHL as well. You you cover the NWHL for for Victory Press and elsewhere. Who else do you write for about women's hockey? Um that's really it for women's hockey, but I do also okay. write for Kanisha's college, but that's a totally separate animal right 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 and i noticed you tweeted the other day about about the boston pride how they're 13 and 0 to start the season undefeated um just dominating the nwhl uh this season um for fans of the bruins who um maybe haven't taken the time to to get invested in the pride or 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 go check out a game what uh what can you tell us about why people should uh should take that step in and why um kind of it's yeah exciting exciting product to to invest in along with kind of the nhl hockey i mean i don't know what i don't know everything about the bruins but when was the last time the bruins had a 13 game winning streak i mean yeah they started off pretty pretty hot this season but uh 13 and no yeah i don't i don't remember any nhl team being that dominant anytime in the recent past. So yeah, it's uh it's quite a feat for sure. Yeah, I mean so I've actually got a, a big article coming out um sometime in the next few days about the pride and and oh. just how dominant they have been, not just this season, but historically, because they've always been really one of the top teams in the NWHL. Um and part of what I'll I'll talk about in that piece is that Boston is just such a hockey hotbed and they've mm-hmm. been able such great talent like you know Hillary Knight used to play there Brianna Decker uh, Brittany Ott was their big goaltender Jillian Dempsey is the team's captain now she's been there all five seasons and um, she was one of the the players that I spoke to for my piece and it's just good hockey and like the pride are absolutely dominant over you know so many of the teams that obviously there's not a ton of teams in the NWHL but um, when you go to a pride game at, they play at warrior ice arena, um, you're okay. going to, you're going to see a good game and mm-hmm. it might be a blowout, um, because there's definitely been some blowouts where they beat, I believe it is the riveters who are the team from New Jersey eight to three or eight to four. Um, but you could also see a, a closer game where it's three to two or four to three or, you know, something like that. Um, but they've got some really strong offense. Uh, McKenna Brand is leading the league in scoring. Jillian Dempsey is right up there. And they've also got some really good goaltending. Uh, Lavisa Salander is kind of their main goaltender. She's been amazing this year. It's her first year in the league. Uh, but they've also got Victoria Hansen, who 
has only played in a few games, but has a shutout on the season as well. And she's, you know, just as good. Uh, so it's definitely great hockey. Um, the Bruins are kind of involved. I mean, they, they play at Warrior, which is the Bruins practice facility. The Bruins right. have kind of tied with a few pride players for um, girls hockey initiatives. So maybe we see more of that interaction in the future. Um, and I think that would be nice. But if you're a Bruins fan who's listening to this and you have not made it out to a Boston pride game yet, give it a shot. Tickets are cheap. Um, you know, it's right there. It's in the area. And you've also, Boston is also super lucky because they are getting the NWHL all-star game this season. Oh yeah. Very cool. Um, so that's, that, in early, that's in early February. That Warrior as well. They're, they're going to play it there. They're going to play at Warrior, yes. Very um, cool. And it'll be February 8th is the skills competition, and then February 9th is the game. They've got weekend passes. There's also a, a neat opportunity where you can bid on seat, seats in the penalty box. Oh, cool. Um, which would be, you know, super fun and, and a neat way to interact with some of those players. Um and I think that that will get a really good turnout of, of fans. Um, yeah, for sure. Because so, I think yeah, very cool. Boston fans are hungry for their hockey, and this is good hockey. So. Yeah, definitely. Well, uh, thank you so much for taking some time to chat today, and uh, I'm looking forward to these couple games against Sabres. And, yeah, definitely encourage uh, Boston Bruins fans who maybe can't afford to go to – to the to the garden or who are looking for another hockey fix to definitely check out the pride they're uh, certainly an entertaining team and just dominating right now and uh boston boston area hockey fans are certainly lucky to have uh, so much high quality action in the in the area and um yeah definitely worth check, checking out for sure um but yeah thank you so much melissa for for taking some time and I hope, uh, a good weekend and a happy new year and um Maybe we'll check in again later on the season when the Sabres and Bruins meet uh, as the playoffs get closer. And, and I'd, I'd really like to see the Sabres in, in the playoffs. It would be, a, I think, a Boston-Buffalo series would be uh, very entertaining and, and a long time coming to get kind of that rivalry back up in high gear. And um, I, I'm i rooting for Buffalo to, to make the playoffs, so uh, hopefully they can – uh, pick up some points here in the near future, maybe not against the Bruins, but, but against some other teams, uh, Tampa Bay would be nice. Like you said, they're, they're playing damn soon, but yeah, uh, happy new year, Melissa. And, and thanks so much again, for taking some time. You too, Ian. Thanks for having me.